Hello, hello, Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. Today we have a very powerful word. We're going to be talking about the generations coming together. We're going to be talking about Elijah's and Elisha's and God restoring the generations. And so you want to listen and make sure to share this podcast. I have a friend on the show with me today. And so if you are new to the show. Um, we have a new episode releasing every Monday on charismapodcastnetwork.com. You could also go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Audible, pretty much anywhere that podcasts are listened to, and you could tune in there. Um, if you are listening every single week, thank you so much. The show is called The Waken Podcast, Ephesians 5.14. Awake, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. He wants to awaken our hearts to the beauty of Jesus, all that he has done, who he is in us, the mandate that he has for us, how we can do this together. He's pouring out the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, and that's the passion behind the show. I want to see believers arise and shine in this time and hour and really walk out who they are and their calling. And so I have a um, a wonderful guest, a prophetic voice in the show with me today. Her name is Elizabeth Time Fook, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. She's the founder of the International Young Prophets, which is an apostolic ministry that is called to serve the Office of Next Generation Prophets. It's a beautiful group. I'm a part of that group. I love the people that are involved. She believes that God is raising up a company of young prophets to impact the nations of the world with the voice of God. She leads the We Prophesy events that they do in different regions around the United States, which, which focuses on taking prophets into, in, in, into different regions to prophesy, pray, worship. And she also does a, you know, a national prophetic summit every single year. She's incredible. And so welcome to the show today. Yeah, it's so good to be with you, Michael. Thank you so much. Awesome to have you in studio too. Yeah, it's so good to be here. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. So I've, I've been wanting to have more people in the studio. I love the Zoom calls and everything. It's yeah. all it's all great, but it's great to have somebody actually be in the studio. And so um, tell us a little bit about yourself. I shared um, about what you do. Um, yeah. Share a little bit about your passion, maybe where it started, and then we'll we'll dive in today. Yeah, one of my main passions is when I when I graduated from Bible school, we went to one of the best Bible school. I mean, I guess everybody feels that about their Bible school, <laughs> but we went to one. We were in the middle of revival, and mm -hmm. you know, like you just couldn't get better than that. You're of in class, course. experiencing God, learning so much. Yeah. But then you know, you're in revival in the nighttime, so it's like such. And I remember leaving, uh, re leaving after graduating, and I was thinking. I started to hear some of my friends falling away mm. and I was just like, these are some of the people that I wept on the floor with, like mm. going after God. Like, how mm. is it we've been in such a great move of God and you're falling away? And mm. I, and these are people that went into churches and maybe they got disappointed or hurt. You know, I don't know what went on, yeah. but they fell away. And so I said, God, what if like we get like older leaders that are super seasoned and we get these younger leaders and they like help us and they yeah. help us walk. And so like, out of my intercession came a burden, right? Mm -hmm. And so I started, I kind of went on this journey of like trying to pull older generation with the younger generation yeah. and like giving us wisdom and like standing with us. And, you know, so people my age can give me, they can encourage me, but people older than me give me strength. Wow. And so God requires us to need each other. And so in this whole journey, it's been a very long time journey for sure. me. And, um, you know, I've watched and we've tried to walk through people that are are hurt generationally. Mm -hmm. And we say, you know, what if we like, we actually fight for each other? Wow. You know, one Good. of the reasons I wrote this book, When Generations Run Together, is because um, we sometimes don't, I never heard when people talked about running together, they think of Elijah and Elisha, they think of like two generations running through the field in some beautiful <laughs> moment. For sure. And I'm like, no, Elijah actually said, hey, this is a hard thing. 
Yeah. You know, and so mm. what does that look like for to actually walk generationally and walk through a hard thing? And so I, the whole book is about older season leaders that we both trust. Like sure. uh, Michael, you know, a lot of them, mm-hmm. you've interviewed some of them. Mm-hmm. And so, and then younger leaders are, they're telling their stories yeah. or they're telling, I just, I actually told them, I want you to write what's on your heart on how, if somebody was reading this, whether they're the younger ones and the older one was reading it, that they'd understand mm-hmm. what your need was or what. Yeah how to run with them. Mm-hmm. And so the older, and I literally, there were two chapters, Patricia's chapter and Cheon's chapter. I literally cried through because I know these guys are living it out <laughs> they are, and it's yeah. really hard. Mm. It's really hard, but it's worth it. Yeah. It's so worth it. What, what it, anything that God requires us to do is it takes a lot of time. It takes hard work and it mm-hmm. takes a lot of prayer and intercession to break mm-hmm. through. The enemy is not going to be like, Oh, go ahead. Just do it. I'm not going <laughs> to no, know anything that's worth it. You have to push. Absolutely. So, so for me, I feel like we're in the season of the church where God's calling generations. He's always called us to run together, but 100%. there's something about it now mm-hmm. that if we're going to accomplish, and if there is a gener- a double portion generation that's being raised up, mm-hmm. you know, I want you to fight for me. If I'm running yeah. with you, fight for me. You're the older one holding the inheritance. Because remember, mm-hmm. remember this, you are receiving inheritance from someone. Yeah. That means they've already paid the price. That's right. And I used to sit and I used to, the scripture, you know, sometimes there's scriptures when you're younger, you're like, why is that scripture like that? And it used <laughs> to say, it used to say, honor your mother and father. So it goes well with you. Mm-hmm. And I used to be like, God, why can't we all honor each other? Yeah. And the Lord is like, the Lord's clearly spoke to me. And he said, they've already passed their test for inheritance. Wow. It's your turn to pass mm. it. So honor is always a key. If you misuse honor, you will not get your inheritance. Mm. It's the key. That's a scripture. Like oh, every yeah. everything we need for livi- living and godly living is all found in the Bible. <laughs> so, so for it's me... Good. To get my inheritance, we're going to have honor tests. Mm-hmm. And so the Lord says to me, I went through my honor test. Thank God. I just I had a prophetic word that I passed the test. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I'm like, it was like 10 years of like intensity. Yeah. But the Lord yeah. actually told me, he said, you know, the enemy has veils. He has veils of deception. He had different, but I also have veils. And what I did during that time mm. is I blocked your eyes from seeing whether um, whether you thought you were right or not, I, I put that veil over you to see character formed in you because you would choose godly character over knowing whether someone's right or wrong or if you're right or, you know, in Powerful. the situation yeah. when you're running with your Elijah's. And so what he did was after I passed a test, he lived the veil and actually told me that. Mm. And so he said, I put that over you so you would operate out of character, not operate mm. out of you, this beautiful run together. So in the middle of this book, I just want people to be encouraged. I want people to say, hey, I can do that. I could I could run generationally and I've been hurt, but I'm hurt because there's spiritual warfare between us. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I've been in church a long time like you, Michael. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know that I've ever heard the talk about spiritual warfare between the generations. Mm-hmm. Now, we've heard, you know, I was listening, actually, I know you said you've had Cindy on here before. Mm-hmm. She was actually sharing with us recently about how, like, the spiritual warfare movement um, like how what they went through to build what they're doing in the 80s and 90s, right? Yeah. And so for 
for me, God had spoken to me and said, Psalm 2 8, Psalm 2 8, we're so, we're, we've so emphasized that generation is so, which is beautiful. They paid sure. a price for it. Mm-hmm. Um, they've so emphasized the possession part. It says, Ask of me the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth, your possession. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about the possession part. We've talked about the lands and all those things and, you know, healing the land and all those things. But the part you have to go through to get to the possession is the inheritance, which is talking about actually mm-hmm. one of the, I studied one of the Hebrew translations of that word is actually a portion in my father's house. So God modeled to us that inheritance comes through the parents, through the family. So if we miss that component, we'll never get the inheritance. So beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So say like you're Elijah, you're walking with someone, they're holding their inheritance that you're supposed to get from God. (laughs) Right. And so what happens is when, when the younger generation has that honor test, what they do is they have to walk through it with God and let character be formed in them. If they do not pass the test, they do not receive the inheritance mm-hmm. for the double portion, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so what happens is I know people and you know people that they've broken covenant mm-hmm. with um, with people in their life they felt called to. And what they did, what happened is now I'm not talking about somebody abusing you. I'm not yeah, talking no, about that's that. Different, 100%. You need to like leave that immediately. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about you just having like a huge fight or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. A God's a disagreement you know, that could be resolved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, God allows that, but it's spiritual warfare, mm-hmm. but he allows it because he said, I actually know you can pass this test. Sure, <laughs> I know, but I'm trying to create honor and things inside of you that you need. So when, when you, when I give you the inheritance, you can actually carry the weight of it mm-hmm. because your character, your gifting, you will, people will not listen to you if your character is terrible. Mm-hmm. So God is trying to create something in us that our character can take the weight of the double portion. And it'll come out too, down the line. You get squeezed a little bit too much. If you, if you, if your character isn't worked on, it'll come out down the road. Yeah. And mm-hmm. one of the things, one of the ways to carry it is not just honor, but humility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if you can carry those two on your shoulders, you can carry out and you can walk this life where you don't have to mm-hmm. fall. You don't have to struggle as much as you you have to mm-hmm. because when people run away from that and they're like, well, I'm just going to have it my own way and da da da. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're going to start out and you're going to miss out on your inheritance. Sure. And so mm-hmm. there's something God's trying to kill us. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Probably in the last 10 years, I've not heard five sermons on dying to self. <laughs> We're all amazing. You're so amazing. We're amazing. No, God wants you to die. And so if you're going to receive this inheritance, there's part of you that has to die mm-hmm. so Christ can be formed in you. It's good. Yeah, that's really good. I love yeah. that. I think when it comes to a lot of people, they're 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 seeking spiritual mothers. They're seeking yeah. spiritual fathers. And when I got saved, God sent me to Christ for the nations. He made it very obvious. But my heart was seeking. I was like, God, I want I want to serve someone. I want to I want to you know get poured into by somebody that's been in ministry for for a while. And the Lord highlighted a woman to me who's been in ministry for forty plus years in her in her seventies, and she took me on the missions field. And I woke up at five in the morning and went to all of her prayer you know sessions. She was very prophetic, and I wanted to grow in that gifting. She operated in the discerning of spirits, something I wanted to grow in. She was an intercessor. I wanted to grow in that as well. And she taught me so much, and she encouraged me. She loved on me. She gave me opportunity, but she corrected me. And, yeah, and, there, and, yeah, there was, yeah. and there was accountability there as well when I was getting a little self-centered or my thoughts weren't exactly where they needed to be. She yeah. definitely put that in place as well. And there was an impartation that took place in that relationship. Yeah. And when it comes to even just the scriptures where Jesus said, if you honor a prophet, you receive a prophet's reward. There's just yeah. something, even with Elijah and Elisha, he served him faithfully. And his eyes were on Elijah when he went up and the mantle came down and he was able to step into 
what he was what he was called to. And so there's something really powerful about that. There's something about serving the older generation and running with the older generation is what you're talking about. Yeah. But then even like people that newly get saved, it's beautiful to surround yourself with those people, pour into those people yeah. because they're like fresh fire that comes in. They're like fresh wind that yeah. comes in and stokes our flame as well. And so just running with people that are more seasoned, you know, um, have more experience in the realm of the spirit, as well as pouring into people, everything that we've been given, pouring into people that are newly saved. And it's just this beautiful, you know, this beautiful thing, how we get to run together in that way. Yeah, I love it. You know, one of the things when you mentioned about new people coming in, I think too, with them coming in, they need to see family. Mm-hmm. They need to see like honoring of each other in church and honoring. I Because they already are in a world that's crazy. Yeah. They're already in a world that dishonor is celebrated. Mm-hmm. They're already in a world that... Um, they are like, we don't even know what hearing a father's voice. I actually, this is kind of funny, and my friends all mock me for this, but I actually went on one time and binge-watched because I wanted to see what a father was like in the 50s. And so I binge-watched Leave It to Beaver. (laughs) I know, it's so funny. But I binge-watched it because I wanted to see the consistency of Mm -hmm. um, Beaver's father in a role like that the father isn't pulled out of, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's tons of single parent moms. Like, oh, my yeah. gosh, first of all, I applaud single parents. Like, mm-hmm. how do you do it? Like intense, mm-hmm. like all the time. So, um, but like, what does it look like to have a father in the, in the household? And so father gives identity. Mm-hmm. So you see so many people in the world right now, they're struggling like gender, whatever mm-hmm. it is they're struggling with because mm-hmm. the fathers aren't in the home. Mm-hmm. It's part of the curse in the land. Mm-hmm. And the Lord spoke to me. I actually had a vision of this. Mm-hmm. And the Lord said, um, and I hope this is good to say on well, there, but, yeah. but I woke up, I, I saw this vision and people um, soon Malachi 4, 5 and 6 was put in place and done. Mm-hmm. I saw um, people waking up. I saw them sitting up saying, oh, I don't know why I was a homosexual. It was Mm. like the curse in the land. And so we as a church don't need to yell at the world for what they're struggling with because it's our, God gave us to have, he gave us to Mm -hmm. steward the earth. And we're so in the church, we don't even have Malachi 4, 5, and 6 in place because when that's in place, God didn't require the the world. He required it of his church, his body. So Malachi 4 and 5, just tell us what that says real quick and then we'll keep going with that. Yeah, I feel it says um, turning the hearts of the fathers to the children and children to the father. Mm -hmm. So I actually asked the Holy Spirit one day, I was like, Holy Spirit, I want to feel in the spirit, like if I could turn without as a son in the or son and daughter in the spirit mm-hmm. could I turn and I went to I went to try to turn and the Lord said you cannot turn to them till they turn to you first so there's a precedence in mm. the word of God that's already put there that if the fathers and mothers don't turn to us we will not turn to them but wow. here's the deal when the curse because there's a curse in the land right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. when the curse in the land is broken you will see people that are trapped in sin some of them just supernaturally snap out of it because they're under a curse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when we get this component, and so this is one of the strategies of the enemy, the Bible says that we'll know the strategies, right? Of the Mm -hmm. enemy. One of the strategies of the enemy is to keep us, um, keep the church in business. Mm -hmm. Now to the IRS, we're a business, but to, to Jesus, we're a family. Mm -hmm. And so if we, they keep me as number 575 in front of them, I'll never become a family and the curse will never be broken. Mm-hmm. So when we can model in, I believe personally, the local church is where all life is breathed, like everything yeah. flourishes out of the local church or apostolic mm-hmm. center, or apostolic yeah. hub, however you look at that. Um, but everything is is based out of that. That's where you get strength. That's where you get equipped to go do your work, right, mm-hmm. of the ministry. So 
in the middle of that, when they come in, if they don't see a family being equipped, then then all of a sudden they they it's harder for them to break out. It's harder 100%. for them, you know. And so if we're going to heal this land, we got to heal the families first. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we need to have a family mentality. So I'm dreaming of the day. I'm just dreaming with God. I don't know what it's going to look like that the days of the hearts of the parents will be turned to us again. And so mm-hmm. in this season, I'm like, God, I just want to be a good daughter. Like people sometimes have orphan spirits. They want to be fathers so everyone could serve them. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, what does it look like to model just being a good daughter to your spiritual parents? Mm-hmm. Like in the hard times, are you still standing there? Are you going to have a passive aggressive behavior towards them? Yeah. You know, like, or are you going to say like, hey, I'm really submitted to this thing. I'm going to be in here for the long haul mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. So, I get it. Our generation didn't understand um, commitment, mm-hmm. you know, but there's something God's trying to break open. But I just want to say, like, to the fathers and mothers, fight for us. Yeah. We're worth it. Like, fight for us. Fight for, do you know the inheritance we're trying to fight for? Mm-hmm. Fight for us and don't let us go. Tell us you're not going to let us go. Mm-hmm. Do you know something in that younger generation is going to break when you tell yeah. them we're not letting you go? You have... I grew up in church a lot, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you did mm-hmm. too, um, most of my life. And so I watch people just break relationships so big. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then we look in the world, and there's a divorce is huge and all this. And we go like, oh, we can't believe they divorced. Well, you just taught us how easily we break relationships. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you've modeled that to us. But what mm-hmm. if we model, hey, we're not letting you go. You can try to get out of here. I'm holding on to you. Mm-hmm. Like, what about that? And so that person actually stands there and gets covered and they actually received the double portion in the end. It's beautiful. A lot of times the older generation thinks like, okay, well, my time's done. You know, I had my time, you know, it's the younger generation that God's going to use and, you know, but the older generation is so pivotal. Yeah. Like you're saying for the younger, I've seen so much healing take place in the heart of young people and myself and my wife and so many people that I know that like my, my mother and father, my mother's been saved since she was in her twenties. She's in her early, she's, she's turning 70. My, my, my father as well, you know, but they, they have so much love and so much wisdom and so much experience. And when they get around a young person that just be they, the young person, they, they just feel so comfortable to open up about what's going on. And they have so much to pour out. I've seen moments of healing take place with, you know, and so it's yeah. it's so important. I don't want the older generation to think that we don't need them because now God's calling the younger generation and we're going to rise up and yeah. we're going to do all this stuff. No, we're going to do this stuff with them. And we need, we're going to do it together yeah. and we need their strength. Yeah. And I think like there is, I actually was in the service one time and I heard a youth pastor say this. He goes, mm-hmm. it's now our turn. And I was like, no, it's always our turn together. Yeah. Look, mm-hmm. it's really, I get really nervous. I get to work with a lot of leaders, but I was nervous when I see the next generation trying to use the generation because mm-hmm. here's the position. One pushes a steps on the back of the older generation that's paid a price and to push themselves up what they want to go. The mm. other one stands on their shoulders. And yeah. that is a totally different perspective. Sure. So for me, I was just like, it's like talking about family may not seem popular, but it's totally kingdom. Oh, and it's totally, and I think what it messes is message with the self importance, the self, um, you know, building our own platforms and mm. all of that. Our, the, talking about family in the kingdom is a totally opposite thing because it's not focused on self. It's focused on our father and creating everyone in a family. And so mm-hmm. I think God is healing us right now so we can be amazing sons and daughters yeah. and he's healing the body. But he's also the Lord showed me probably a, within the last couple of weeks that the, the 
preachers, of pastors that are going to be and apostles that are going to be fathering, emphasizing fathering and mothering over their mm-hmm. congregation are the ones he's going to highlight in this season. Awesome. And so I'm like, God, let's let's do the family thing. Like I'm in, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. everybody wants to be loved. Everyone wants to be part of the mm-hmm. family. So yeah. I'm just in for this. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to close this out by praying for people. I feel like um, there's a lot of brokenness. Yeah. You know, like you're talking about, you've met a lot of people who have fallen away from the faith, you know, from from your times in, in Bible school that maybe have been hurt in the church, hurt by a leader. You know, it's very, it's very common, you know. Yeah. Um, and um, I think there's there, there's a restoration, like we're talking about, of generations because we need to run together. But also just in general, there's a lot of broken relationships that God wants to mend. He wants yeah. to redeem areas of our life that are broken where the enemy has had a had an inroad or a foothold. Yeah. He wants to bring redemption to those things. And um, I just feel like people, when they don't have that freedom and that healing in those areas, um, it hinders them from growing in relationships with people down the road that God put in their life, yeah. you know, to, to, to run with new, you know, for, you know in, in a different season. And so I, don't, I just feel like there's some healing that needs to take yeah. place in people's hearts in, in terms of relationship because the enemy is, is attacking family yeah. and he's attacking relationship because he knows the importance of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I would love to pray into that. Yeah, first mm-hmm. of all, before we pray, I would mm-hmm. love to say this, you know, um, when when God is about to do this, anything mm. that's real covenant will yeah. have war over it. Mm. If I can see it from that perspective, I fight differently. Yeah. Okay. It's mm-hmm. not your enemy. And when you're going to restore something, don't look at the person. Know that they're supposed to be with you. Look at the situation. Yeah. And what you're trying to do is when you go to confront, you're confronting the situation, not the person. And so your perspective of meeting or talking to them, which mm-hmm. I actually feel right now, I feel like God is going to say, after listening to this, people are mm-hmm. going to, there's people, they're going to be saying, hey, I need to go make it right with my leader. I need to go make it yeah. right with the person younger under me. Yeah. I need to say, hey, like if we're called together, that's our number one thing. We're always going to protect our relationship. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. keep anything out. I feel so, yeah. that too, 100%. Yeah. yeah, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you, God, for everyone watching or listening to this podcast. Lord, Lord, we release the healing balm to go over their hearts. And God, the bitterness and unforgiveness that they've held on to as, uh, as a token, Lord, let them release that, knowing that their calling to be together is more important than one thing that separated them. And Lord, we ask you, Lord, even humility and honor, be a a great place that we always put in the forefront of our hearts, Lord. And Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for the healing of the generations. We thank you Psalm 2-8 will be right in front of us in this season of the church. And Lord, that we would go right through the generations, possess regions and cities, Father. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we'll actually love each other for who each other are and not for who we think they need to be. And Lord, we pray just a healing balm would flow through the body and flow through many on here that are like, I want a spiritual parent. I've been hurt. Like, what do I do from here? And Lord, we ask you, you give them insight on how to heal their relationships. And maybe it's deliverance. Maybe you grew up where you had broken relationships in your family and you don't even know what a whole relationship looks like. And Lord, we ask you that that healing and deliverance would go through them right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And I just feel like there's people that God is highlighting to you right now. Um, There's an individual's face that you're seeing, or there's somebody that as you are listening um, to this and engaging in prayer, that there's just names that are popping up in your spirit or people that you're seeing or thinking about right now. And I know it's not easy. It's not easy having vulnerable and hard conversations. It's not easy. But the result and the outcome is always freedom 
is always restoration and is, is you'll see the evidence of the spirit of God really flowing in that. And so I just pray that you, Lord, would just orchestrate conversations, orchestrate meetings together of people. And I pray for just restoration and redemption, God, in relationships. What the enemy has stolen, I thank you, Lord God, that you are bringing back in full measure of glory. And I thank you for that, Lord. We just bless you right now, Father, and we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Awesome. I love this. Yeah. Thank you so much for being yeah. with me today and coming Thank into the you. studio. How can people get a copy of your book, When Generations Run Together, and just connect more with, with the ministry? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm on Instagram and Facebook, and um, it's internationalyoungprofits.com. We do mm-hmm. a lot of events. And um, also, you can get the book. Get the book. Get it. <laughs> yeah. Like, even study it as a family. Buy it for all your family members, and you guys each mm-hmm. go through the chapter and, like, go mm-hmm. through it together. And, um, you know, it's on Amazon, so you yeah. can get either the um, Amazon Kindle or you can just buy a copy of it. So awesome. it'll heal so many relationships. Awesome. Thank you yeah. so much for joining me today. You're I feel so, so encouraged, so strengthened. I really believe that. What we're talking about today yeah. is prophetically what the Lord is doing right now in this hour. And we need to have our ears attentive to that. Those who have ears to hear, you know, hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Yeah. And I believe the Lord is bringing restoration in relationships. And so thank you so much for yeah. sharing that today. Yeah, you're welcome. And so thank you those for those who are listening and watching right now make sure to subscribe rate and review the podcast so we can get it out to more people so they can be blessed and strengthened by the gospel of jesus thank you so much and i'll talk to you next time on awaken podcast Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, Just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org. Org, lifeportoutintl.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on amazon.com, as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com. And so, bless you guys. Grab a copy of Immersed in His Glory. Thank you. <laughs>